Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello. In this episode, we're going to be discussing Southern Charm, Miami, and Beverly Hills. And boy, these three shows are giving us a lot to discuss. Let's talk about the Southern Charm of it all. Shep and Taylor did more than just kiss. I think we are on that camp after this slumber party that they had. The timing of it, I agree with Craig when he was like, wait, did this happen in New York? Did it happen after the sleepover happened? Oh, no, after? this is Shep and Taylor, not Austin. Oh, and yeah, Taylor. sorry. We're going to jump into that too. Right. Shep and Taylor did a lot more than kiss, um, for sure. I mean, you crawl yeah. into his bed and no, like late at night. And the I fact that she, she kissed said, him. Yeah. And she said too that it was just like an old habit or whatever. I was like, well, so would sleeping with him. And <laughs> like, I, yeah, they, I think. Moral of the story, everybody in Charleston is doing more than kissing. Yeah, it's giving Vanderpump rules and sexuous, like Miss Patricia said, all of that. I also love that Miss Patricia's storyline in Southern Charm, which it doesn't need to be more than this. I love it. It's just quirky information about herself. And <laughs> she found a way to bring up her connections to the royal family. Like, it's just giving um, name dropping <laughs> without the anyone reason to have this it. party because she had beef wellington while at a dinner in palace in the palace 74 yeah it was just like this is so fucking random like i don't know again i think it's one of those things where she was like people don't know this about me and i want them to and then she brought out the cake 
Okay, I listen. If someone sent me their wedding cake, I get it's kind of crazy because they're royalty, but I would probably just eat it by now. Like I don't I don't get what well, what is she keeping it for? Well, also, why did they send it to her? I mean, that's also a very good question. And how was it sent? I mean, was this this was 30 years ago? Was this well taken care? I mean, this there is mold on this cake. I think we need more answers and follow up, which I hope if she goes on and watch what happens live, we'll get more of that, but all of that pomp and circumstance. Paige and Craig are so cute. I'm like, I love them. I think last week we said their whole relationship of, well, you moved to Charleston. Well, we want is definitely storyline, but I enjoy them together. I think seeing them like, so we also that clip where it was like, Craig said like, I want to be married and have kids. And she goes, Ugh. like, as if like, that's her response to it. And I knew the whole time. I'm like, that has to be editing just because they've been together long enough that if she really felt that way, like they would have had that conversation. Um, seeing them together was good. I think it shows they're in a really healthy relationship and that they're both kind of trying to figure out when they take this next step, whatever that may be in getting engaged, moving in together. Ultimately, I think we all know Craig is moving to New York. Yeah. And I also think, and granted, we're talking about this because it's presented in front of us. I do feel as a fandom, we just need to let them be and stop asking because it's giving that same energy when you you, you or we were single and you go to Thanksgiving and someone's asking you when you're going to get a relationship or when you're going to have kids or when you're going to have babies. So I'm feeling like I would imagine if I were Paige and channeling Paige's energy, I feel like that would be a turnoff too. The amount of questioning about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It and, make you like not want to do and it. And they're facing it everywhere because they're facing it on both of their shows, which granted they both sign up for. I get that. But they're facing it from the fans. They're probably facing it from family and friends. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's like the constant question yeah. they're being asked. And we're talking about it because it's in front of us. But I'm, yeah. well, I guess what I'm getting at, I'm tired of talking about it. So we'll... <laughs> But we will continue to because we're recapping these shows. Um, One thing that is really fucked up and I feel like kind of was low key uh, slid in there. The fact that Taylor initiated everything with Austin. So JT and Taylor have some charcuterie and wine (laughs) by the sea. And she just drops the fact that she made the move. I think this was very relevant information she should have shared with Olivia when she was begging for an apology and saying that like, they just both weren't sure. And they were such good friends and they were wondering if they should explore it. It's like, I think you say I wasn't coming from a place. I was really hurt by Shep. I was seeing him move on. He was dating all these girls or hooking up with all these girls. Austin had always been a good friend. You two were not together. He seemed single to me, even though we were good friends. And in a moment of weakness, I pursued kissing him. I just, I feel like the more we learn, the more it comes out that she's really like lying by withholding key parts of this. And they're another one that I think, obviously they've done a lot more than kiss. Yes. We'll tackle the dinner and the timeline of that. So I want to just quickly note before we get to this messy dinner, I love Vanita and Madison's friendship. I want to see more of Manny. I've heard, we heard from the cast. We saw this at BravoCon. They're like, he's the coolest guy you'll ever meet. He's so nice. He's a musician, um, which I like. So I just want to see more of that. But I love their friendship. But I also, Abby, you made a note of this. And I want you to, I want to hear (laughs) you release this information to the masses here. Okay. Anyone who's been married for more than a month would agree with this. The fact that she's like Madison's like flex of how like great they are together is that they fall asleep holding hands. I think it's gross. 
it's disgusting, honestly. I like turn over to my side. I have a weighted blanket. Like there's a clear divider. And anytime Kyle like tries to like, like, you know, put his feet near me. I'm like, get your feet away from me. Yeah, you're on my half of the bed. There's like, honestly, because whenever my husband's out of town and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to sleep in the middle of the bed. I'm like, it's uncomfortable because there's like a bump because there's just like this spot that neither one of us sleeps on. Yeah. We've had, and we've had our Same. mattress for like eight years. I think you're supposed to switch them every seven to 10. And I'm aware that I'm nearing the end of this mattress. Uh, but, um, shout out mattress companies. Give us yeah. a deal. <laughs> to- like, honestly, you don't even have to pay us. Just give us a free mattress and we'll give you a shout out. Um. Matt, by the way, mattress shopping, not to go off on a tangent. Some of you love when we do this. Some of you hate it. So to those that love it, we're going to do a little one. Mattress shopping is so overwhelming. I haven't done mattress shopping. You know, I bought mattresses off Amazon, like on a whim. And for just your base it on for yourself. For myself, just off oh. of a review. Wow, that is bold. I, I need to go lay on them. I need to test it. I need to know if this firmness level's here. I'm going to go one like less firm, one more firm, just find the right right mix. I will say I don't, they're probably not going to give us a deal now. I don't love sleep number beds. I've had them in hotels and I've had a family member that had it in their guest bed. And just, I don't love sleep numbers. Well, okay. Well, maybe I will like, okay, sleep well, number. have you tried it? Have you tried it? No, I haven't. So um, I'd have to, I'd have to check that out, but it's a lot of trial and error. DM us your mattress <laughs> recommendations. Okay. Let's talk about the messy dinner. So the boys are being served beef Wellington that Miss Patricia had from 1974, where she has so much money that she hires this ridiculous wake staff and the presentation that these men do not deserve. Well, Craig is getting a bit activated. Well, I showed up drunk. Let's be honest. Craig showed up drunk. Yeah. He's a he, bit like, activated at the dinner. Like, yeah. So yeah. two things. Um, I just think Craig is speaking truth bombs. I think he, alcohol is truly his truth serum. And he just calls it like you see him. Austin, or sorry, Shep acting like he was not mad at Austin and like retelling their weekend in Linville was like, wait, pardon? Did we watch the same show? So I was glad that Craig was like, you were pissed. You were, you could then got so mad over a ping pong game. Like he was, Shep was just like activated that whole weekend. And yeah, he was definitely pissed at Austin. He finally got that out. I don't know why it's so hard for Shep to like uh, vocalize his feelings. Like it's okay to say like, I think it's really fucked up that you made out with my ex-girlfriend. Like, I think it's okay to say, and like, that's what Craig was saying. He's like, if somebody did that with Paige, I would be livid. Yeah, I don't know. Shep is being very weird. Like, I felt like in that moment, it was very, like, he's, like, self-producing himself and his edit of what happened and just, like, acting like we, the cameras weren't there before of him losing ping pong and then going off on Austin. Like, it was just, it was giving weird and, like, he's a gentleman and he's happy. And I'm like, (laughs) no, you're not, sir. Well, I mean, you're not a gentleman, and on any definition, Chef, but you could be a gentleman and still be angry with your friend for making out with your ex-girlfriend and lying about it. Like I, you can still be a gentleman. I think the fact that he can't handle his own feelings was proven by the fact he just left. Yeah. So then he leaves and this is where Nate gets good. So the guys are um, beefed up and, oh, that was weird, uh, <laughs> full from their dinner and Alaska dessert and they go out and have a cigar they have their smoking jackets on. So it's Whitney, Austin, and Craig. Also, where's Rodrigo? I hope he's not still hanging out with the waiters. He like disappeared. He probably was. He was just learning tricks about how to make a good beef wellington. Yeah. Yes. Anyhow, so they're talking. They're like, wait, so what exactly happened? They're like, 
Craig is being like, Whitney, I bet on this house that they did more than that. Like, what do you think? And he's like, I think they fucked. Austin's like, I have your house now. No, we didn't fuck. And so he's like, okay, so tell me exactly what happened. And Craig's like, okay, Whitney, you're Austin. And <laughs> this reenactment uh, Austin, was hilarious. It was, yeah, Austin, you're Taylor. They were jamming. Which, jamming. You know, they're jamming. playing fish. Yeah. He's like, we were just jamming. <laughs> I love that Craig is like, what the hell is jamming? I had the same thought. I'm like, are you guys playing music together? Are you dancing? Like, what is that? Yeah. yeah. So the whole, this whole thing cracks me up. So they're jamming and Whitney and Austin are jamming. And basically Taylor made a move on Austin in the kitchen where they were lis- likely listening to fish. So this is also when it gets interesting is the New York of it all. So he's like, this happened at my house and Craig and his drunken mind, like you could see like the wheel spinning in his head and with his cigar, like, which was such a vibe by the way, but he was very much like, wait a second. You said New York. And Taylor had said New York. So, and then based off of the timeline, then several weeks later. So maybe Two things could be true. Maybe they did only make out when they were jamming. And then the sleepover happens. If you've already drunkenly made out with someone, you can't tell me that when you then sleep over at their house that you did not do more. Oh, you 100% did more. And I feel like the adrenaline, I mean, I'm putting myself in their shoes. This is bad behavior. But I feel like there is an adrenaline rush and naughty behavior that these two are doing. And there's no way that more didn't happen and it's going to continue to get messy and things are not looking good for Taylor. Austin, you know, Austin's obviously guilty in this too, but I think where he gets off a little bit better is that he's really sticking to at least his story of them making out. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think Austin's looking better on this because he came forward with it first, ultimately. Like he was the first one to say, this is what really happened. And he told Shep, um, now I know like Taylor was pissed because she said that Austin told her not to say anything, that they were going to keep it a secret. And then he went ahead and told, so like he probably did that to make himself look better. But I do just think the, the person who comes out with it first and like says it a little bit like unprovoked is the person that I typically, I don't want to say agree with more, but like I, you just give them a little less heat. And that, let's just be honest. Women get more heat anyway. It, like, I know that's what I hate that. So I hate that I'm like being hard on Taylor, so that's why I kind of want to talk about wanted to address that, but oh, it's not looking good on you, honey. It's not, and I think I think for me, it's more so the fact that she, after Shep had made that disgusting comment of "I enjoyed cheating on you," but then she goes back into her bed. I'm like, honey, this is pathetic. Like, love yourself, baby girl. Like, no. <laughs> so it just makes me feel less bad for her. I guess I don't know, but. I digress. Let's take a quick little ad break before we discuss Miami and Beverly Hills. This year, I'm thankful for Honey Love because there is nothing worse than suffering from an uncomfortable bra or shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized the bra and shapewear game. Say goodbye to uncomfortable underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with that's so soft you won't want to take it off and their shaper uses targeted compression technology so so you no longer have to feel you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear they were kind enough to send us um, a bra 
and some shapewear. I got the short shapewear. Those are always my favorite thing to wear under dresses. I was wearing Honey Love left and right at BravoCon in the evenings. One thing that I really, really loved is with the shapewear, it kind of has a corset, which sounds like it could be uncomfortable, but actually it was very comfortable and kept you looking very smooth and snatched. Right now, you have the chance to treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save up to 50% off site-wide at honeylove.com slash realmoms this month only. Inventory is limited and the sale ends soon, so don't miss their best deals of the year after you purchase um, please let them know if they send you a survey where you purchase, let them know that you heard about it from us. It's time to ditch underwire for good. Thanks to honey love. We have been talking about Quince a lot on the podcast. Um, you guys know that we love the cashmere sweaters. Vanessa picked out this beautiful pink sweater. I went with a classic black crew neck cashmere sweater that I think I've worn once a week. It's become basically a staple uniform for me. Um, I love that I can wear it to work. I can throw on a cute gold necklace, jeans and boots, and I'm ready for happy hour talked about it so much that I've actually one of my friends reached out and was letting me know. She's like, I know you love their cashmere sweaters, but don't sleep pun intended on their bedding that she said their sheets and their duvet cover are the best that she's ever bought. She absolutely loves the sheets. She went ahead and bought like three different sets of it, including some for her guest room because she wants her guests to sleep on super soft, soft sheets as well. So I just ordered the sheets. I cannot wait for them to arrive. I feel like once I hear from other people like, oh, these are the best sheets. I get really excited because finding soft sheets that last for a long time is kind of tough, which is another great thing about Quince. When you use um, quince.com slash real moms, you not only get free shipping, but 365 days returns. So you have time to make sure you truly love what you purchased. The other thing that is great about Quince is that you're getting these luxury, super, you know, soft sheets, cashmere sweaters, but everything is 50 to 80% less than similar brands. The, the way that Quince works with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass those savings directly on to you. So get high quality essentials at affordable prices with Quince. Go to quince.com slash real moms for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash real moms to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash real moms. Welcome back to Miami. Let's make it off to Miami. Oh my God. Larsa. Ooh, there's no way of backing down from them. So if someone were to tell you, Abby, I have breast cancer. Would your response be like, how was I supposed to know that? You know, you remember when Erica Jane at the beginning of Beverly Hills was asking, like, how do I show empathy? Like, she truly was like, I don't know how to be an empathetic person. I think EJ and Larsa could benefit from empathy training. How was I supposed to know that you don't know? That's the thing. Like, you know, the whole phrase, like, be nice to everyone. You never know what battle they're fighting. Like, that was the whole point that... Gertie was trying to say, like, you didn't know I was fighting cancer and you were like making me feel terrible. And I was already going through this really hard moment. Like, just be kind is kind of what she was trying to say. And then, oh, to make it worse, 
Larsa's big fat mouth. Like I just can't get over the fact yeah, that we're not at only this, six yeah. hours, six hours from the time that she was told. And she Bravo production me. for keep showing us that and like rewinding it. My husband was in the room. He's like, why do they keep emphasizing this? I'm like, because Kevin, she said, I'm telling you this in confidence. I'm not ready for this news to get out. And this wasn't a week later. This is six hours. She's at her party telling everyone as they walk in, like, welcome. Here's the Gertie party. has breast cancer. Gertie has breast cancer. Did I tell you? Gertie has breast cancer. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? That is, it's so fucked up. Like, I feel like obviously someone's news, especially of news of that magnitude, should come from their mouth and like who they want to tell. And it's just so shitty. I don't know. And I like how also she's like, she's okay. Like, yeah, it's it's really early stage one. I'm like, did you guys, that might've been edited out, but they really talk about that. I mean, even though there's some truth to that, it's like, Again, that's Gertie's news to share. And then I love how she said, but let her be the one to tell you guys. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, well, no, she can't be the one to tell now. You've already told everyone. And can we just talk about the fact that having a welcome home party when you're gone for five days is the most ridiculous thing ever? I mean, the girls stigmatize. It is ridiculous. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I would take Jody and Lisa with their matching denim outfits over the five, like, you've been gone five days. Like, come okay. on. I have a soft spot for Lisa because of everything she's gone through. I actually thought it was really cute when she said like, well, Lenny would never do this kind of stuff with me and he loves it. So we do it for every party. Like, I don't know to me. It was like, you know what? You go girl. You look like Justin and Brittany. You wear that all denim outfit together because if you were with somebody who I can only imagine how mentally and verbally abusive Lenny was to her, like the fact that like he just treated her like shit and the way he's treating her in this divorce, she deserves to wear you know, not the most stylish um, outfit, but she looks so happy and they look so cute together that I was just like, you know what? You get on with that denim outfit. I like it. Denim, Ken and Barbie. Do you and Kevin ever wear coordinate outfits or is that ever no, a conversation? Not, inten- not intentionally. Like there's been times where I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I'll have like a white button down jeans and like brown boots and he'll be wearing like almost the same thing. I'm like, well, now one of us has to change because that looks like kind of ridiculous ridiculous. no we never i mean my color palette is black gray and dark colors and kyle's color palette is the opposite of that (laughs) yes pastels and color so we never match yeah but anyways so uh, yeah she's stigmatized for having a five-day party and i feel like even you know what's funny is i think i like marcus i even though i'm giving them oh same i do think i kind of find their relationship a little bit sweet but anyhow i think he Uh, loves her just as much as she loves him i think he would have thrown her a party for being gone five days so i do think i mean as ridiculous as it is and i'm like this is it makes fun of vomit would you rather have a party thrown for you five days or fall asleep holding hands oh god i think i'd rather be single the rest of my life um (laughs) i don't know that i guess a party I would but, go party. <laughs> yeah, because then I could see my friends and like hang out. Like falling asleep holding hands. I bet their feet touch when they sleep. And that I, oh, that, that just, makes me that makes me want to I know. Okay. Something else. <laughs> we go we're all back on off tangent. Back we on. love Madison, by the way. I just can't get this will forever be like burned in my brain about the holding hand things. And if I ever like see her, I will totally say it to her face. Uh, I would she'd love it. She'd probably moment. be like, yeah. I would gladly record that moment. Something that was very cringeworthy that happened. So Todd, so Kiki's confessional is cracking me up about Todd and Alexia. So she's like, okay, so Todd can't show up to his own party that was at his own house, but yet he's here and he's like, hey, everybody. And then he's like, I wasn't at the party before because I didn't like the guest list. But then immediately when people are like, wait, what? And he's like, okay, let's move on. Let's talk about the charity. Like it was Nobody wants to talk about us. I'm like, well, you were. 
Yes. It was so strange. Like, I was like, what are you doing? And they're like, let's focus on the charity. And uh, I don't know, Todd, that you just made yourself look like a damn fool. He did. I think he like, did. There's something off with them. Do you think they yeah. lapsed or no? I mean, I do. We always say where there's smoke, there's fire. And mm-hmm. if the math ain't math and something's not right. I mean, I think hopefully maybe we'll uncover more this season, but I'm with you on that. Also, Lisa. Okay, so Lisa, we see more of her issues with Lenny. How do you feel about Lisa using Jody as her emotional support? I okay, I think it's okay to lean on people when you're going through hard times. I think it's a little too codependent though in certain moments, and this was one of them. Uh, that just I don't know. That's my take. No, I'm with you. I think also, I mean, he can speak up for himself and be like, I totally. love you, but maybe we can talk to a therapist <laughs> or someone else about this, but that would be a lot. Um, so we wrap up the episode. So Julia's weird storyline of singing opera, which was horrible and feels like made up, but she's doing it. And so she's at a lunch with uh, Martina and Martina so coldly looks at her and says, you didn't say anything about my last treatment. I I thought she was a little harsh a little bit, but I mean, but I think I would be pissed if I were in her shoes. I Yeah, I, I see the like, this is something like, this was a big deal. We're, you know, spouses, you know, like we're each other's life partners. Um, the delivery I felt was pretty, like it was kind of cold and harsh. I agree. But I would honestly like, if it was my husband, even if it was like a, my really good friend and we're meeting up and like they've been with me through every treatment and they don't say anything about my last one, I would be pissed. Like that's a, that's a big deal to go through all of that. Um so I, but mean, I think it's very Martina, as we saw with Gertie. She's like, the, it's like past me, but it's right in front of you. Like, she's just yeah. very straightforward. But yeah. Yeah. And it could be that could be some of like to her background. You know, I just think there's certain way she was raised and stuff. It was just like being an athlete, you know, just very like black and white, direct, abrupt. There could be some of that. Um, but yeah, I. I I saw why she was upset, but I was like, oh, there might have been a better way to say that. No, I know. And like Gertie came in. So all in all, I think Miami is still off to a great start. So let's jet on over to the other side of the country and go over to Beverly Hills. So we start out, the episode starts out with PK. We get a glimpse of PK and Mo having a quick conversation at dinner. And I just thought it was funny that, PK's like, you love, like you, you don't have, you don't like to fight. And Mo's like, I don't have time to fight. What I found interesting about that, and I think this is revealing itself and Kyle and Mo's relationship, is I feel like that's the point. He doesn't fight for the relationship. Like yeah. him, I don't feel like you were seeing it when she calls and asks about Portia. He's always has a meeting or like whatever is going on. I feel like he just never fought for the relationship. Yeah, I think, and I think Kyle never said anything and she just continued to show up for him. And now she's kind of like, who's showing up for me and is taking charge. And Mo obviously doesn't like it. I found it really interesting that like Mo was like, oh yeah, like PK and Dorit are having a hard time. And then PK was like, you know, seems like Mo and Kyle are having a hard time. I'm like, seems like you both are having a hard time. Maybe we talk about that a little bit more. And even with Dorit and Kyle, I felt like they were both like, it was weird for as good friends as they say they are. And at BravoCon, Kyle said that like Dorit is like her ride or die. 
And they can't say to one another, like, it was like they were dancing around it, both saying like why they were having a hard time in their marriage. It was like, I don't know. It was just weird to me that for someone that close, I don't think it'd be like, if I was having a hard time, I would come to you and be like, I'm having, Kevin and I are in a really like bad spot. I'm having a really hard time. If I'm being honest with you, I don't know what the outcome of this is going to be. And I feel like they were, I don't know, maybe because they're on the show. It just felt like, I don't, it's little like, Fox force five. Yeah. You know, like just like wink. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, blink twice if you really mean we're getting a divorce. Like, I don't know. It was just a little weird. Uh, also unexpected, Crystal and Erica going to lunch and seeming as if they're just old pals. I don't re- like, did they have a moment last season that I am just forgetting? And No, I think this yeah. is Erica without Lisa Renna. I think what I we're seeing <laughs> this season is finally Erica is kind of like on her own, doesn't have Lisa Renner. Release a Renna in the wings, and it, she's just more pleasant. I, I mean, I made a post about it. I, I will eat my words uh, for anything negative I ever said about her. I this is Erica's one of her best, if not her best season, and like right now, she is my favorite Beverly Hills housewife. Oh, I love that. Ahead of Kyle. I mean, we love Kyle. I mean, I'm having, I'm struggling with Kyle. I also was a sluttin and I'm really struggling with my sutton girl. This episode. I mean, I'm not ready to jump off sluttin. No, off I'm still sluttin, yet, but, but it's. But no, I'm with you. It's no, rocky. I, I it's think rocky. Erica to me, it's like all the fun parts in terms of what I like to see in a housewife. Delusional, yes. sassy, like forthright you know, causes like drama calculated and smart yes, confrontational. Yeah. Like there's like all these elements, not all these qualities are quote unquote good per se, but oh, like from no. a television perspective, she's fab. Okay. Let's talk about the gondola ride. Um, that Garcelle. Did so you know her cool. husband's almost did it as a joke? No, I didn't. Are they you were serious? In Vegas? Yeah. Stop. On Friday, they like walked around all of Vegas. Um, like, I, I knew that they were all just like kind of bopping around and drinking and having a good day, but they went into, um, is it the Bellagio or the Venetian? It's the Venetian. I think, um, they went in there and they were like, should we get on the gondola? Ha ha ha. And they were like going to do it. Oh my God. I would have died if they I did think it. it didn't like fit three or something. And like, first of all, my husband, looks great. He's lost like weight and he's looking great. And, but like, he's a tall, broad man. Our friend's husband, Matt is pretty tall and broad. Kyle, not so much, but like all three of them, I I don't know if they would have hit a weight limit. They would have tipped it over. <laughs> it mean, would have honestly been really funny to see that. Wow. Yeah. I just anyway, this information right was, now in real time. I was cracking up though. Cause I mean, this kind of reminded me every time they go on a trip, there's one person who's either part of like a tour guide or part of an activity that like, Becomes a little bit of the storyline for that episode. I was thinking of um, the one guy's balls. Um, oh, yeah. An OC. <laughs> yeah. Um, just different people. But like the this mime guy. from Potomac. Oh, yeah. I saw a lot of people referencing the mime from yeah. Potomac, which and, is top tier. And this guy, like poor Garcelle is like trying to actually have like a real conversation with Sutton. And every time she'll speak and get like five words and he's like, ah, da, da. <laughs> it's just like, and I love, first of all, how fucking awkward. When it's just two people and it's not like a romantic stroll. You're in Vegas and a fake body of water. It, it, for those who don't know, that is indoors. Like you are not outside. And no, he's singing so as if you're in like the streets of Italy and like, like just, you're like, in Venice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't It cracked me up. No, it was so bad, but it was great. I always enjoy those comedic moments in Housewives. Let's talk about Kyle and her drinking because everyone seems to talk about it. 
So I will admit, I think if I were friends with Kyle or had a close friend who stopped not so much or reevaluated the relationship, not so much because they were abusing it, but just stopped, I think there would be parts of me missing that old sides of that friendship. However, I think it's a little much that the ladies are giving her such a hard time. I think it's okay too to say, I think you've changed as a person overall and you not drinking as a piece of it. And I kind of miss that old you that was always up for like staying out late and we'd sleep in and then we, you know, like for Dorit, like, and we'd have breakfast in bed and we would just giggle about everything we did the, you know, the night before. And I miss that. And drinking was a part of it, but like, you know, I just miss those moments and we could still have those moments with the yep drinking. Like everyone be like, when are you going to start drinking again? It's kind of like, I don't know. And I get that. Like she said that she just felt like alcohol wasn't serving a purpose in her life anymore. I've said this to you. I do feel like, and there could be people who are just like, I've just decided I don't need it. I don't want it. What is the point of it? Like, I'm just not going to do it. But I do feel like when people make such a strong point of like, I probably am never going to drink again. I'm not going to drink again. I don't want alcohol in my life. I don't like the person I am when I drink, but I don't have a problem. I'm like, you might have a little bit of one if you feel that strongly about it to completely remove something from your life. And if that is the case, even though she's not vocalizing it, everyone's saying, when are you going to drink again? You need to drink again. It's almost like if she came out and said, I'm an alcoholic in AA, people will be praising her for how long she's gone without drinking. So I just feel like it's kind of, it's I don't know. Weird. It's weird. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think I've seen this a lot. People who are sober, they're like, no one questions why you don't do cocaine, but everyone right. questions why you don't drink or like whatever. Like, it's just very, it's a weird, I mean, that can be its own. And I think it's show, with everything. But- like I've had friends who are like, I'm doing low carb, but I'm like, maybe because I'm someone who's like tried those things and done it. I'm like, oh, that's great. Okay. We'll tell them, put the bread away. Like we don't need it and stuff like that. And then they'll be like, well, when are you going to eat carbs again? It's like, could you just maybe be like a little bit supportive in a yes. moment? Yeah. I will say, and it's very fascinating. And we've seen the evolution of Kyle, like, on social media and we're yeah. learning more, but for her to even say, I don't like to go to parties. I'd rather just read a book. Like I'm getting up in the morning, working out. Like I, I feel like all of this, we have to remember her friend passed away tragically by suicide. I think that is feeding into the, the sobriety. I think as viewers, I would almost want to hear what, like what took her there, I guess. Yeah, more of the journey. I mean, it could also be she was a child actress. She had a mom who was taking her to parties at a young age and she kept doing it. And maybe like, you know, for her, she's like, I've been going to parties like this since I was six. I'm now almost 50. You know, I've done it for 40 plus years. I, I just want quiet evenings. And like, I never got that. And so I want to do that. And I think, and I do think it's normal. Like with young kids, I think you definitely go through phases where like, yeah, I want to go out now. We're going to have so much fun. And then there's times where you're like, I love a Friday night watching Dateline and that's, you know, like, and I think it's okay to have those. Yeah. But it's like Mo is not slowing down. Yeah. And, just and he's like, like that whole component. She's not still doing this. That. Yeah. Ooh, anyways. All so right. We got to get very interesting. Let's. Um, okay. Big moments so, still to cover. I feel like. Big moments to cover. Lots to discuss. So the end of the bus, the end of the, <laughs> the end of the episode, end of the trip. The women are kind of figuring out, is it cool with Sutton? Sutton's pissed that Erica called Sutton I actually love that moment. In front of the moment. magic mic. That had to be planned. Ma- How did their elevator just <laughs> magically? And weren't they in the penthouse? Yes. I yeah. So How did that- the elevator went up. Like they came up to say hi and then went down. That was so completely So that planned. Erica essentially called her out. Yeah. And Sutton's pissed. I was like, that was a really shitty thing to do. And then Dorit is like trying to like make peace of it all. So awkward. And it's so awkward. And she's like, silence is golden. Okay. 
like silence is gold. Like nothing else needs to be said. So then production in their very, very shady ways. Then fast forward show Sutton, um, you know, this is B-roll footage of her pouring um, literally half a cup of vodka in her cup, um, splashed with some cranberry grapefruit um, juice. And then we go over to Kyle comes over. So I don't know that this is the same day. I can't remember if she's wearing the same outfit. I don't think it was all the same day. I think it is a different day. Yeah. So it's kind of shady how they made yeah. it seem because Sutton in this conversation was so crazy. Like not even unhinged isn't the right word. Like it, her reenactment, the way she was acting for Erica, I was like, honestly, the, I think to me, the most chilling and scary part of the way Erica acted was the fact that she wasn't like, Oh, Sutton and doing like these big <laughs> gestures. She was just like, Sutton, do you want to say sorry to these people? Like she was just so like, very like calm about it that it was almost like it's like you know like um growing up if you had a parent that didn't scream like my dad would never raise his voice and he would just say like I'm so disappointed or like I really want you to go and think about that and that would like shake me to my core my mom would yell all the time that was just her thing and I feel like I just got so like like immune to it that like when she'd yell my hair she goes again and it didn't scare me I think Erica not yelling was actually more scary so to me, like Sutton's reenactment, I'm like, first of all, did you watch the same thing? I think you're a little oh, off. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sutton's mad at Kyle for not defending her or standing up for her. But also Kyle's like, that was like a valid situation. Like you overreact yeah. in ridiculous situations. And then we get the famous. Name them. Name them. Name them. <laughs> name them. Name them. And it was like, Kyle was trying to say something. She's like, name them. Name them. And then I love, she's like, I will if you shut up. Like, shut the fuck up. And she's like, I'm scared right now. You just keep saying name them. Yeah. Name them. And then she did. That was the best part. She's like, okay, you want me to go? I will. And then the she ugly was, leather pants. <laughs> like it's just Sutton does have a history of doing this. This is Sutton's yes. move. Like Sutton's always the victim and everyone like well, even on the bus when they're like, Are you feeling attacked? She's like, you all attacking me? Like that's nothing new. It's like, I don't know. I feel like I think Sutton thinks when other people don't aren't saying things when two people are fighting, she takes that silence as like they're on the other person's side. And so that was some of it for her, but that was legitimately the most bizarre behavior I've seen on Housewives for a while. I mean, it's been a minute since we've seen something like that. And I'm seeing the internet, like, they're like, man, vindication, <laughs> like, vindicated uh, for Teddy Mellencamp. Like, people oh, are just throwing allegations yeah. left and right. I mean, she, yeah. So I don't know how Sutton's going to, you know, uh, make this right but i think one thing would be like i was fucked up and i was out of my i was literally out you of know, my mind <laughs> i need to make a meme or a reel that it's like <laughs> gina saying to shannon like do you know my kids names and then it's it's sutton like name them name them name yes. them that guys welcome to our brain so this yeah. is like what happens with text messaging this, but i'm oh gonna my work gosh. on that today instead yes. of actually doing real work yes. um what yeah, i love but, it Another great week. And we're not done yet, guys. We'll be coming to you, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, maybe we're coming to you in 10 seconds, or maybe we're coming to you tomorrow with headlines. So, yes, you guys know what you need to do. I still want to get to 1K. So now I'm moving this goal to by the end of the year. Help us reach that goal. You can do it so easily by hitting five stars and then leave a written review. It's super, super easy. And with that, make it a good day or don't. The choice is yours. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.